reflecting whether it's hot or cold. I have read about newer houses with something called radiant floor heating, where the floors are the source of heat for the home. But this house doesn't have that. While I am intrigued by the notion, I have to remember that this house was built in 1937, and the cost of retrofitting it for radiant floor heating would be prohibitive. My father could afford it, and it is in fact his house and not mine, but he never would do it. He's never here, and so it probably doesn't make any difference to him that radiant floor heating would be a lot more economical. It should matter to him, as he pays the heating bill. But my father sometimes is not a logical person. I can't worry about this now, although I have half a mind to write him a letter and tell him that he is being foolish for not thinking of radiant floor heating. I walk across the hardwood floor of the house, open the front door, and pick the Billings Herald Gleaner off the stoop. According to the front page, the temperature will reach 72 degrees today in Billings, and that is as I suspected when my feet touch the floor. It will be warm for October 13th. It's far warmer than last October 13th, 56 degrees. Of course, I won't know for sure until tomorrow's newspaper comes, the one with the official temperature for today. The number on the front page today is just a forecast, and forecasts are notoriously off-base. I flip over to the back page of the local and state section and look at the weather data from yesterday, Sunday, October 12th, the 286th day of the year, but only because this is a leap year. The weather data is always on the back page of the local and state section, and while it does bother me that the local and state section is sometimes section B and sometimes section C, I have learned to cope with this inconsistency, as I have no choice. I once wrote to the editor to complain about it, but I did not receive a reply. The high temperature yesterday was 53, and the low temperature was 31, and those are much more in line with the 10-year trends that I've recorded in my notebooks. I write those numbers down, and my data is complete. My father bought this house eight years ago. Actually, it was eight years and 86 days ago. He bought it for me to live in because I had become a distraction whose presence was proving divisive in the family home. My father didn't write those words. His lawyer did. I have never heard my father refer to the family home before or since. The reason I know that his lawyer wrote the letter is that it arrived on the lawyer's letterhead. I do sometimes talk to my father face to face, but many times it is followed up with a letter, sometimes on his letterhead and sometimes on the lawyer's. I have not figured out how to predict which letterhead I will receive, although I can always predict the letters. I don't trust predictions anyway. I prefer facts. I live in this house alone. When my father bought it for me, he made it clear that I was to have no roommates without approval. I don't know why my father worried about it. A roommate would probably mess up my routines and fool with my weather data. I know how roommates are. I have seen the television comedy Perfect Strangers, although not in many years, as it was canceled in 1993. I liked Balki Bartokamus. He was very funny. If I had a roommate like Balky, though, I would have to keep watch over my weather data. His rambunctiousness, I love the word rambunctiousness, would wear on me if he started fooling with my data. The two-drawer filing cabinet in my bedroom holds one of the most important collections I have. Inside are my letters of complaint. I have them filed in green office folders under the name of the person I am complaining to, and in those files, the letters are arranged by date.
You are probably thinking that it is odd to keep copies of letters of complaint, and you would be right if not for the fact that these are not copies. These are the actual letters of complaint, and they will never be sent. The letters are Dr. Buckley's idea. I don't know where she got it, but it's a great one. Eight years ago, after my father and his lawyer persuaded Garth Brooks to drop the restraining order against me, my father bought this house for me. He seemed to suggest that the Garth Brooks incident, as he still calls it, was what caused him and my mother to decide that I could no longer live in the family home. I think that my letters of complaint to Garth Brooks were entirely justified. If you look objectively at country music, you cannot come to any conclusion other than he ruined it. He also ruined a lot of pop music, especially when he pretended to be that Chris Gaines person and when he covered that song by Kiss. I merely wrote to him to let him know about the damage he was doing because I thought that maybe he didn't know and would stop if he did. I had